that, I want to invite everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. This is the uh, biggest thing that you guys could do to support us. This is uh, something that we control our access to you. So unlike the other social medias and things like that where we don't really have any ownership over that, HankStrange.com is the way to do that thing and let you know all the different places we, we are, all the different folks that we're working with, all the deals and things like that we have going on. I will show you. Here's the patches which you could get on Hank Strange uh, if you're looking for, for our patches, if I can hold them up properly. It's on HankStrange.com, so go check that out. All right. I'm going to couple tonight. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Also, uh, th big thanks, big shout-out to Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast here. We appreciate those guys and their support. I will hit the button right now and get the show popping off. There we Welcome go. Welcome back. The Hank Strange situation. Make sure Life you guys subscribe, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We've got some new people here. We've got John Crump, we've got Clover Tack, we have Matt, and he's from Gun Critic and Gun Streamer now. So, uh, Matt, you're new. We got to do the jazz hands. This is how we do it right here. I know you're walking. Hopefully, you don't. Uh, you're still good. Don't hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, the hands free. <laughs> I hope you guys, I hope everyone has the big girl panties on. This is episode 603 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the show. How are you guys? Doing well. Yes. Good, good, good. Okay, so let's go around the clock here. We'll start with uh, Matt. Um, explain to the folks. First of all, so just so you guys know, Matt is staying healthy. <laughs> good. good uh, that's awesome, Matt. I would actually do something like that here if I could. So he's on the treadmill, just in case you're wondering. Matt, explain to the folks who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. My name is Matt Longley, and I, I'm the founder of Gun Critic, but uh, mainly I'm a computer geek, so... Okay. I work on a computer all the time. I've been uh, doing e-commerce marketing, affiliate marketing, search engine optimization since about 2006. So quite mm. a long time. Wow. Okay. Uh, my wife and I have five boys and uh, between them and computer work and knife making, stay pretty busy. Yeah, that sounds like uh, actually a lot of things, a lot of things that you're getting involved. And so recently, um, what did you guys merge with Gun with GunStreamer? Did you take it over? What's the deal? What's going on? Because we all were under the impression that GunStreamer was shutting down, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, explain so, to us uh, what happened there. So my business partner is Rex. Rex got a call from Hickok 45 saying that GunStreamer is going to shut down mm -hmm. and wondered if there's something that he could do to save it. Uh, so yeah, he contacted me to get in touch with Austin mm -hmm. and we had a few phone calls and it, you know, it looked like, um, you know, Austin had a pretty good idea, but just was losing too much money. Mm -hmm. So we kind of felt the same way as Hickok that it, you know, it'd be a shame for all his hard work to mm -hmm. just be shut down and, for the platform to shut down, I know he mentioned a few guys that had had uh, put a lot of work into it. So, mm. yeah, so we uh, we didn't really, you know, it wasn't something we researched a lot, and we were like, we had this as a business model. We were planning to run with it. It was just one of those things that just is an opportunity that came up. And two things, I mean, I think there's uh, a lot of opportunity with it, but I also think it was a you know just a, too good of a platform to let you know mm -hmm. vanish. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so the big news that I take out of all of that. And uh, uh, 
John and Clover, feel free to jump in here if you guys have any questions. Um, but I'm glad that Hickok helped out here somehow, at least by making the connection. Because, you know, um, I, I was really disappointed that Gunstreamer was going to be going away. And I'm, I'm glad something was able to be worked out here with you guys. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's news a little bit, right? Because maybe people never heard that before, that part of that. Before. About Hickok? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of one, one thing that affects a lot of this is that whenever there's a high volume amount of uh, sales in the market, mm -hmm. a lot of the advertisers pull back on advertising dollars. So I think that it was a combination of, you know, more people looking for guns, streaming video, and mm -hmm. then the, that with a lack of advertisers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll get into this and we'll, we'll get other people's, uh, um, you know, uh, questions and things like that in here. Clover, welcome back, man. Um, what's happening? What's been going on with you since uh, since we've since the last time you've been on the show? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not a lot. Not yeah. anything necessarily new. Yeah, you're looking uh, a little skinnier. You know, you're dude, not on a treadmill, but what's going on? Since I got back <laughs> from Shot Show, of course, I come home from Shot Show sick. Everybody yeah. did, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was a good time. It was a good time to start a diet because I didn't eat for like two days. Right. But, um, forced diet. Um, well, I had a, I had an annual or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. before going to shot show about a week before. Wasn't mm -hmm. happy with my weight when I walked in there at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't ever weigh myself. You know, I'm just one of those types. I, I eat what I want. Long as my clothes fit or don't worry about it. Right. And, uh, age finally, I guess was catching up with me and was not happy at all with what the scale said with that doctor's visit. And so I said, you know, I get back from shot show. We're going to do something. And so um, I did. And uh, so since, might as well say, since getting back from SHOT Show, I'm down nearly 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. And that's that's basically wow. diet. I mean, wow. I'm pretty active, mm -hmm. you know, and everything. But there's no gym working out. None of the doing what Matt's doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's all been diet. And, and I will say this, if you're out there, if you're trying to lose weight, um, it's a journey. It's an experience. So contact me. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to take up a bunch of time here necessarily but i will say this you've got to figure out what works for you and your body mm -hmm. um cutting carbs works for some people cutting the sugar works for some people cutting calories works for some people yeah, uh, for some others, people just like smoking crack or something you know well i mean yeah that's gonna do it <laughs> um you know everybody's body takes. <laughs> and handles it different and needs mm -hmm. certain things so right. it's one of the things you got to figure out don't don't start a diet and get discouraged uh yeah. go into it and, and do your homework research pay attention to what your body's doing and, and you'll eventually figure it out yeah Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm not even going to repeat what Babyface says, but he's very impressed by the 40 pounds. And uh, Brian Quick says, good for Clovertack. You're feeling good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the most important thing. I felt good before. I didn't feel bad before, but, you know, yeah. it's looking good. It's though. cool when you can lose weight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Looking a little bit younger. Um, okay. Let's go to John rocking hey. the, Yoda, the Yoda shirt here. What's going yeah. on, Crumpy? Yeah, my kids uh, bought me this for Father's Day. Oh, and that's they, cool. It, I, I was coming on your show, so they had to okay. had me wear it because. There you go. Right. Shout out <laughs> to the Crump kids. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably watching somewhere. <laughs> uh, that, uh, my book came out today. Mm -hmm. Right there. Boom. Speaking with Giants, John yeah. Crump. Okay, where can yeah. people get this at? If you go to crumpy.com, hold, hold it up so we can see it, man. 
if you go to crumpy.com giant or redirect you uh-huh. where you can pick up a copy uh ebook or paperback all of the proceeds go to my niece who um unfortunately is fighting um an aggressive form of brain cancer yeah niece so every penny that we raise with the book will go to her yeah okay uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of good interviews a lot of people give me really good interviews but other than that, I've um, been fighting the fight in Virginia for gun rights, uh, writing a lot of stories. I'm helping out other gun people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically what I've been up to, man. Okay. All right. Um, Very- I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your niece, man. I, I know that's like, you know, uh, something really tough for you guys to deal with right now. Um, and, and so people can go to Amazon and, and get the yeah, book too? It's on Amazon. Crumpy.com slash Giants will redirect you mm-hmm. to Amazon. But other than that, I have diverticulitis, but that's oh. neither here nor there. <laughs> okay. Uh, diverticulitis? Yeah. Okay. What's that? It sounds made up. John's making stuff up. <laughs> no, it's an infection in okay. the intestines. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. But it's not, it, good. It's yeah, not, not bad, good. but it's not yeah it's whatever yeah it's a that's a tough place to have things okay so that's catching up with everyone by the way i know i've changed up some things here a little bit there's like a scroll you know let me know i know i saw someone was uh said the scroll was too big i can work on all those things and uh and tweak things here but i'm trying to like you know i'm trying to get this pop in a little bit uh more here so um you know, we'll we'll work on that while we're doing all of this. Okay, so we we've got the intros out of the way. We're all into this. We've got Matt here from Gunstreamer uh, slash Gun Critic that we're gonna get into and talk to about what's going on with him as well as Clover and uh, with with Crump. Where do you guys want to start? Who wants to start here? Do you have any questions for for Matt Clover? Have you guys had a chance to uh, communicate? No, we I haven't. No. Okay. I've, John, I've, John, John said he uh, he has something, so yeah, we'll let him okay. go. Okay, we'll do that. How do you plan on making a gun sh- a gun streamer profitable? Okay. Yeah, good question. That's fair. Well, just 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 <laughs> come <laughs> right out with it, John. Yeah, I was hoping you guys would have that's, some that's, answers that's, to that. That's yeah, a big question. he was he was telling me before we started that he came on here, so you could tell him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, we've got a few different ideas. So the the first thing is. We want to stop the bleeding. You know, there's a lot of expenses coming out of the website right now. Mm -hmm. And so Austin and I are looking into how we can cut back on expenses. There's a few sites like Lipsy's and a few others that are streaming a lot of data from the platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one thing. Uh, The other thing is there's a couple different business models that we can add to the platform. One is premium content. Mm -hmm. So think of like a Udemy or a Linda. And, uh, you know, we try to make a place where uh, whether you're like a gunsmith and you want to sell courses or you're an instructor and you want to sell courses, you could do that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of a place to uh, allow your fans to transact with you and watch content that's skated. Okay. So that, that's one idea. And I think that that would actually work well. But we still want to have a place for people to put up free stuff, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What so, do you, what- um, Go ahead. The free model is just, you know, ad-based. But that's mm-hmm. a pretty tough model. You look at YouTube, they lost money for like 20 years. 
they just started making some money on their platform. So that's kind of tricky. You got to get your volume up high enough and have a pretty good um, amount of advertisers that are consistent. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we're going to try to do that. I mean, Austin's intentions was he wanted to have a platform that was free and kind of an alternative to YouTube, but Gunstreamer kind of ended up being everybody's backup where they put all their data and a few of you guys really contributed and tried to make it, try to make it work. But, um, you know, the way it sat, it just, it just had to make some changes, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know who has anything. I would say my first priority with Gunstreamer, uh, and it's true, right? Most of us, myself included, we're using that as a backup, and I'm primarily on YouTube. I think that's just the way it works out. That's where there's a bigger audience. Um, I wish that there, there, um, you know, that we can make better usage of it myself. But the first thing I think it's important to have it exist. You know, because at some point we're going to run into a wall with YouTube and all these other places where even if we want to continue on there as we are talking about the things that we're talking about, they're going to go, no. And we're going to wind up where a lot of like even these conversations will have to be somewhere else. And then the regular uh, video like gun content that we do will have to be somewhere else. So I want to make sure it exists. And of course, I want to figure out how to make it profitable for the people doing it. So that exists. It continues to exist, and you know, listen, we we all need to uh, live and uh, eat, feed ourselves, and all that kind of stuff. Take care of our families, bills, etc. So, I mean, that's the that's the first thing. That's my thoughts on it. What do you think, Clover? Well, you know, one thing that come to mind. I mean, it when you know when heard the news, of course, that they were doing it. It sucked because. Two years ago at Shot Show, they really, they really busted, they really busted it, they really knocked it out of the park, mm-hmm. making connections and doing other things, and you hate to see that, you know, a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I go back to and and you know, I've talked to Austin and Ashley and Paul and all of them on a fairly regular basis, not lately. Uh, hung out with them Shot Show this year, uh, talking about the platform, talking about what we can do as creators and other stuff. And, um, you know, I just go back to last year before SHOT Show, I, I go back to YouTube pulling the plug on Hangouts and the opportunity potentially missed mm. by implementing some type of live streaming going mm. on. And we talked about, you know, I know there's a cost involved. I know there's, uh, you know, entry barriers involved. Um, I, I come from a tech space, most like uh, Matt was talking about earlier. And mm. so uh, I know it can be done uh, and I know it can be done fairly reasonable and we we talked with uh, austin and him about that and said hey you know if nothing else implement some prime time slots five nights a week for an hour or two get some nor- some regular creators that are doing live content on the regular and that'll create a uh, at least a push during those hours over to the platform people it's not just come and go and they may or may not watch and it's dependent upon somebody sharing something that they may watch later but if you're going to watch this content you have to go over there and you have to go over there now mm-hmm. um and you know his concerns i don't i don't remember them all obviously monetary concerns was was part of it um uh, but there was a resistance almost like they wanted their own fully proprietary software build and everything else rather than maybe going with something temporarily that um that used 
you know, use the stream key. We could use something like OBS, something like Skype, uh, like you're using Hank here, and, mm-hmm. and we could stream through that stream key to the site. And they don't actually have to have uh, their own uh, software and stuff like that to do that with. They just have to have the ability to accept that that stream key. And they were just really resistant. And 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 you know, there's there's lots of things I'm sure I'm not privy to, so I don't want to put a lot on Austin and the crew over there, but. Uh, when this happened, long story short, I guess, and I know it's too late, is that I, I can't help but think back and think what would have happened. Where would they be now? How would it be different had they worked on instead of contributors at the time, which I've tried to use and I've tried to push. Um, what if they would have focused more on the live streaming aspect? Okay. All right. So uh, agree with that. there's a couple of things. There's a couple. You agree with that, John? 100%. If you look at... Uh, where even like Facebook, uh, they're pushing streaming a lot, uh, and YouTube is, and that's mostly because of like platforms like Twitch, and it showed how profitable streaming can be, and streaming is is the future of video content. I I believe if you look at the the market and how much streaming's taking over, and even on YouTube, uh, a couple of years ago there was no one streaming live streaming. And now, you look at the live streaming, it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially and, in this environment, right? And almost all like content right creators are yeah. streaming. Oh, there's, yeah, you go into YouTube and you go into the live streaming stuff, and mm-hmm. it's insane what people are doing. I mean, tarot card readings and fortune telling <laughs> to prayer chains to watching the night sky. It's wow. just insane <laughs> the amount of people live streaming stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, Hank, that's something that I brought up to Austin mm-hmm. yesterday because mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned live streaming. And, and he did say that what they ran into was um, there would be a lot of if they open it up to everybody anyways, mm-hmm. uh, there would just be a lot of bandwidth usage is what he was thinking. So it was a cost issue at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we both talked about it. And he did think that, you know, at least in the initial stages, having some channels open, having some creators having some shows would be, you know, a good way to test it out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what uh, was mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, the biggest, biggest hurdle we have is that monetization is pretty easy on most platforms, but for guns, you can't work with double click, you can't work with Google, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can't work with all your traditional, uh, SSPs, basically the supply side mm-hmm. platforms. Mm-hmm. So, and then on, on our side, advertising is about 10 to 20 years behind. So I remember like I started the Trident uh, media company in 2012 and it was like pulling teeth back then. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. was still using magazines mm-hmm. and yep. some radio. I mean, they're using billboards, but they didn't want to do anything digital. Mm-hmm. So now you have some companies that are open to digital, some co-op programs that actually support digital, you know, which is kind of crazy. They're just doing that. Mm-hmm. But really, I think to make something like that work, you know, even Gunstreamer in general, is we really need to get some manufacturers or bigger retailers to kind of get behind the platform and say, yep. you know, we're willing to put some money into this to make it happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, get this comment up here from Alaskan Ballistics, who is a content creator. Um, He gave us a couple of bucks uh, on the Super Chat for this. He said, I'd be willing to pay a dollar a video to upload if that would help keep um, 
uh, keep it afloat. But I get twice slash thrice as many views on the Reloaders Network. So uh, I'm not super familiar with what the Reloaders Network is. Is anyone? Uh, I'm not either, but okay. I'm not either. But along that lines, mm-hmm. I can speak to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I do fairly well. I was one of the early adopters on Gunstreamer, mm-hmm. so I got, you know, a lot of the big guys come over later on, and mm-hmm. of course surpassed me, obviously. But I got a lot of, a lot of subscribers, and kind of built a lot of clout with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was over there early. Mm-hmm. Um, so my views on Gunstreamer typically are not not horrible, um, but. You know what? I hate to name drop other platforms, but I need to in mm-hmm. this circumstance because I think this is maybe a component of. Yeah. of I think strength. that's okay. I don't think that's like I don't think that's going to bother Matt. So, right? so let's let's talk mm-hmm. about full thirty for a second, okay. and it's kind of what I think Alaska Ballistics that may be an underlying thing with mm-hmm. the Reloaders Network. I mm-hmm. don't understand or know about the Reloaders Network that much. So, mm-hmm. AB, if you're still out there, let us know mm-hmm. in, the, in the side chat if I'm if I'm spot on, if I'm thinking correctly here. Mm-hmm. But I think it's maybe kind of works kind of like Full 30 in the sense that you've got the Full 30 hosting platform for videos and you got the Full 30 forum. And I'll work my tail off engaging and commenting and posting videos and doing things in the forum side of things. Mm-hmm. And that really helps the traffic on video platform side of things mm-hmm. as well with full 30 right so and there, that dynamic is missing from gunstreamer it is just a hosting service at this point mm-hmm. so you're saying it lacks a community well um, even youtube has implemented the community tab yeah right um yeah. so yeah i think there's so we can we there's like lots of differences that if we look at these different platforms i think over um, like so, f- with full thirty, what I found, and I didn't, I didn't ever do the forum. I know that they did try to talk to me about uh, doing the forum over there. Um, for me, there's just so many different platforms that the investment in different platforms, when at the same time with other social media, I'm on all these different platforms, is kind of tough. And then when the folks, especially if they say that they're pro gun people and two A people, won't actually communicate with you directly doesn't give me a lot of confidence to get into things so i'm, I'm just going to say that that's probably my fault right for not having time whatever and getting into that on uh full 30 not a lot of communication and then they didn't have things let's say like Gunstreamer has an app and things like that um so that's kind of the difference you know on full 30 i've got to move everything over there upload it uh, figure out all the different problems with getting things up there getting the metadata and then there wasn't an easy way. So if there is going to be a forum, the easiest way for me to be able to do it will be through my phone. I, I, you would know better than me, Clover, whether or not that worked through the phone. Well, I've got a couple. Yeah, Full30 doesn't work that great through a phone. They mm-hmm. are. I, do, I can tell you that, that Full30, Here's there's a difference between Full30 then and Full30 now. And mm-hmm. I don't want to make this Full30 chat. No. Obviously, we got mad in here. We need mm-hmm. to be talking about the future of Gunstreamer. Right. But there may be some ideas in what we yeah, talk I about. Think we could figure out, I think we right. could figure out the one ring that rules them sure. all. If you know, right. We may have to just compare right. things or whatever. Right. You know, hopefully so, it's not too insulting to Matt. So there's a yeah. difference between full 30 then and full 30 now. I, I'm in communication all the time, mm-hmm. uh, albeit via email and text for the most part, with mm-hmm. the people involved with full 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until a few months ago, that wasn't a thing. Full 30 has changed hands, sold whatever, sold out whatever mm-hmm. numerous, numerous times since its inception. Mm-hmm. So anybody's misconception or understanding of full 30, if it's based on something other than a few months ago, throw that out the window, mm-hmm. right? 
a uh, little bit different situation now. And my understanding is they, they've implemented a lot of new, new things on Full Dirty. One of my understandings is they are working on the apps. Now, when you're dealing with apps, Google is not a problem. The Google App Store is not that big of a problem. And I think they do have that app in beta now mm-hmm. for those interested. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple is a whole different story. I know this from starting my own platform four or five years ago that kind of tried to rival Facebook a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Texas-based. It was strictly for people in Texas. Uh, I won't get into all of the details, but um, it was similar, a similar social media platform to Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. What I run into in creating apps for that with Apple is a whole lot of anti-gun sentiment. And so Mm -hmm. um, it was really, really tricky to get those apps developed where they would allow it. Uh, And I feel that gun, that gun streamer, I feel that full 30 might be going through some of those pains with, with Apple and trying to get that out. But it appears what I'm saying is that they're, they're working on that. Yeah. And somehow gun streamer got an app and that app is up there, right? Is that, that's still functional. Yeah. Right, Matt? Okay. Yeah, it still works. It needs yep. some yeah. work, but it's working. Yeah. So, okay, there's a whole bunch of different things um, I think involved here. I know that uh, Alistair Ballistics was, uh, he says, uh, I'm not familiar with the posting on the Reloaders Network, but I think it is there. Um, I think what he was saying about paying, and then I saw someone mention this only, like make it like uh, fans only. Do you guys know what that is? Oh, only, only fans. Only fans. Only fans. Do you know? I mean, what that I, is? I've heard of it, but I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah so exactly. Even that where like YouTubers, like female YouTubers, get like take their clothes off. Yeah, I think a lot of IG, a lot of people on IG are doing Only Fans, but I, be, I believe there's rappers getting into it now also. But Only Fans kind of works where you say to the the folks out there who really want to see your stuff, hey, if you really want to see this. You know, go over here, and there's some method of payment to see their real. Con- now, I'm not saying that as, as gun guys, we need to start getting naked or whatever it is oh, okay, that those thanks. guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there's some element to that somewhere between what like Alaskan Ballistics is saying. If you want to keep that thing going, like you know, there's uh, some a payment maybe on on levels or tiers or whatever like that maybe you know if we are creating this content that's banned over on youtube we could figure out ways i mean i kind of thought that's what um the contributors was going to be i'm not sure how that whole that thing worked out i I did i try to commit to that a little bit so for example i've got about somewhere between two and three hundred videos that we have a tough time with on YouTube. So we have those uh, over on GunStreamer. And that's the kind of thing that you could say to people, if you want to see this big library of videos that YouTube is not doesn't want you to actually see, you can go over here, but you can help us out by somehow paying some kind of, you know, membership or something like that that goes to us, I, I, you know. Um, I know we're trying to spitball for ideas here, so. All the contributors things, since Matt's here, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out too. I haven't mentioned anything mm-hmm. to Austin and them yet. Mm-hmm. But when I got the notice that, because I was set up, when I got the notice about it going down, I went in because I haven't bothered with trying to to withdraw any of my contributors' funds. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah, I <laughs> and, haven't done that either. And so I did that when I got the email. I thought, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, I've just been letting that sit there. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, I haven't seen anything from that, so I don't know what it takes right. to get those funds out at this point, but um, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that model that model is okay, but, I mean, I think that the contributors model, 
I think the contributors model coupled with some type of community with it mm-hmm. uh, would be a little more effective than just being able to right. uh, certain videos, right? Get preview or get whatever mm-hmm. with certain videos. Yeah. So let me, um, get, I'll get this in here from the Alizé, even though, you know, he's most of the time trolling me here. He says, there's too much bitching and crying between YouTube gun channels. This will never be successful until you all put aside your tantrums and come together. So that's that's appropriate and aptly yeah. said. So <laughs> 100%. If we want that, and that's really what I'm trying to take the time to do here, right? We've got some smart guys in the room and me. Right. We've got the guy who uh, came in and uh, is keeping Gunstreamer going. And so we have this. This is what this is the reason why I was telling you the previous story about not being able to communicate with people. The number one thing for me to make an investment, it's like a relationship. I need to be able to talk to people. Matt's coming in here. He's talking. He's willing to listen to us. We should try to somehow, obviously we're not going to get it solved today, but we should somehow try to work this out and come up with some way that we do things that works for them, it works for us, we all keep this moving forward, we have access to this service, and then we're building on it and we're figuring out like what's really going to work the best. And yeah, sometimes you have to look and see what the folks out there are already doing. Maybe like the OnlyFans or like how YouTube's doing memberships or whatever. If that's working, then we try to figure out how to, okay, how do we take that and expand on it, right? Maybe through an app. So if people, let's say the audience out there is giving money and we're able to, that, that can all run through that app. They could talk to us. You know, we can, we can uh, respond to comments and things like that. And then it's worth it for them to spend that money. Uh, John, you look like you want to say yeah, something. Yeah, how about like, uh, you know, when you get a subscriber on Twitch or something, they, they can join. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or in the, like a join button on YouTube for a lot of channels now where you can join and um, it's like a monthly fee mm-hmm. um, that goes into that instead of like a just like a tribute off where you can like on, unlock certain videos. Mm-hmm. But uh, have you thought about doing something like that where you have a subscribe and a super subscribe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, I when I first talked to Austin about it, I thought that. Um, I mean, with YouTube, basically the problem with, with gun streamers, we're competing with YouTube, and YouTube gets all their traffic through Google. And so when you do a search and a video comes up, the video tab is pretty much just filled with YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they drive all the traffic. Uh, Vimeo kind of switched their model early on. They went to more of like a premium streaming type setup. So businesses that want to stream videos that don't want ads, they kind of go over to Vimeo and they get better quality video. And, you know, then you have kind of like Twitch and a few other places that kind of have a unique take, you know. So, uh, yeah, one of the things that we talked about, of course, I mentioned the uh, kind of like a coaching or like a Udemy type model where you have courses and that sort of thing. That's one idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other idea is, yeah, having some type of subscription type platform. I mean, you have like My Outdoor TV. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I'm it's aware. It's basically of, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like Netflix, but it's... Uh, just outdoor type channels, mm-hmm. fishing, hunting, stuff like that. Yeah. Would you guys and be so, able to get um, a like uh, Apple TV app, uh, Roku, those kinds of apps where people can actually get it up on their TV screen? I don't know. Okay. That's something that I be, thought about. That would be huge. You would yeah. have to have 
and I think in order to do that, I think you would have to have, and this is where I was going to jump in on something you mentioned, mm-hmm. Hank, and you kind of glossed over it. And I mm-hmm. think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, then my camera's going <laughs> to screw up. Y'all can still hear That's me. That's the right? CIA or something. Yeah, we can hear there you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I had a great idea. Yeah. They're going to shut me down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, using, I talk bad about Apple, and that's an iPhone. It's uh, a pill with those, so that's Shame probably why. But, no, you glossed over it, and I think on mm-hmm. this topic, uh, I think it's extremely important. And Lola hit out, hit out out there on the chat. She hit it, too, that says it takes everybody, the creators, the the uh, viewers, the company, it, mm-hmm. it, it, companies, it really takes everybody that does. One thing that I've seen Gunstreamer move away from, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know the problems they were dealing with, the time constraints, how many hours a day that they were working, trying to keep things up. I'm not putting anything on them by saying this, Mm -hmm. but I noticed that it was all about us guys that were the early adopters and really pushed, come in and pushed Gunstreamer. And it was getting Austin on the phone every other day. And, hey, what about this? And, oh, if I can do this, I'll do this if you'll do that. Mm-hmm. And and that communication, mm-hmm. Hickok come over, this big channel come mm-hmm. over, and communication with us almost immediately ceased at that point. So we brought them to the dance. The quarterback paid them some attention, and they forgot we existed mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. right? Okay. And so that's got to end. I think that we've got to get back to Hickok obviously helped out from what Matt's saying. So it's the, the community. Well, well, it's the yeah, community I'm not, thing. I'm not ultimately, fingers, yeah. I'm not blaming Hickok or blaming anybody for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm just saying there's this communication and everything that's got to be key. And it's got to, it's got to take place because if you want to move into a thing, this is my, my, understanding anyway if you want to move into a thing like on-demand tv right a roku app something like that you're going to have have to have already have channels lined out that are committed to producing regular content that you can put onto those channels Mm -hmm. and you you can't just say okay let's do this let's put up this roku channel and do all of this and not have all of that lined out beforehand and that's going to require communication and understanding and a lot of these type chats privately behind the scenes Mm -hmm possibly with those creators in order to line all that out yeah you think they should have like a gun creator summit like a virtual summit that's yeah if it would be awesome if we could do it actually in person but nowadays with everything going on you're right john maybe we need to have something like we've got the technology and with people's schedules and everything else Mm -hmm. hank i don't know that i don't know that we have to all be in the exact same room at the exact same time right yeah absolutely and with the way that this person is so dramatic with this person and so <laughs> forth and so on, I don't know that that's a good idea anyway. Right. It may be more conducive to less drama if it's done virtual. Yeah. I think the key is we do need to be more of a community. Now, you know, you need to be somehow vested or invested in the community, right, or, or vice versa. So that I don't think that necessarily means that you have to get paid, let's say, by Gunstreamer, right? But, you know, there's ways to see who's actually vested in this thing, like folks who decide, hey, I'm going to go out of my way to promote Gunstreamer on my social media. Like, let's say your major things, YouTube or other places, you're like, hey, this is a place where you could go find my stuff. You know, Um, there's there's things that we can do like that, I think, that would help. And then maybe there's some credit for that and the different things that we're doing so far as being uh, evangelists. Go ahead. I think, uh, Matt, you wanted to come in there. Yeah, there's um, there's one other idea I have, and I was working on this before I you know, got involved with Gunstreamer. 
And uh, that's actually an outdoor influencer network mm -hmm. so that you guys could create like a marketplace uh, both for work that you could do and then uh, brands could put out jobs that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So if they're looking for product reviews, Instagram images, stuff like that, I think that's needed. The other thing is uh, an affiliate network that's exclusive to the outdoor industry. Mm -hmm. So uh, Gun Critic does really well through affiliate marketing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But uh, that works well in the, in the firearms industry because it takes the risk away from the retailers mm -hmm. because they're most of them don't understand how to advertise very well. So mm -hmm. affiliate marketing is, is easy for them because they get, you know, they pay people when they make them money. So the concept with affiliate marketing is uh, you send them traffic, sales happen, then you get a commission back after mm -hmm. you know, 30, 60 days later. So it gives them cash flow and it kind of opens up the wallet, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's, it's, an easy, it's an easy avenue for the viewer out there as well because it's not an in-your-face pushing product. It's like, you know, if you're going you're gonna to buy this anyway, right, mm -hmm. odds are. You know, why not use somebody's affiliate link to yeah. buy that and help support their channel? So it's yeah. not a hard sale type yeah. thing. I think the affiliates can go to another place also. I think on another level, we can do maybe some kind of affiliate thing in terms of bringing the industry on board. Um, I know when I was talking to you, Matt, I said, like, if it was me, if, you know, if, like money or whatever wasn't an issue here, um, I would try to get like a sales guy on board that's dedicated to that. Someone who knew the industry could uh, get the foot in the door with the industry and start getting them on board. Now, as content creators, we can't do that all the time, but we're interacting with different companies out there. And we could always say to this company, look, you need to go over to GunStreamer and help support this. And it doesn't, you know, maybe that can work as an affiliate thing. Not necessarily, doesn't have to be in terms of money, but in terms of that investment that I'm talking about, that you can differentiate between the people who are actually putting in the work to help build the community and make it something more valuable versus the people who are like, hey, I'm just going to dump my content over here as a backup in case everything goes bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, so one thing I thought about is maybe... There's, um, you know, an affiliate network. Mm -hmm. There's a influencer marketplace that helps you guys to make money. Mm -hmm. But the money generated through that helps to take care of GunStreamer. Mm -hmm. You know, there are there are some of those in play. Not that, of course, I mean they're out for themselves and they get their percentage and the company keeps it mm -hmm. or whatever or the organization. Mm -hmm. There are a few of those around. Mm -hmm. um, they're pretty limited, and, and I'm sure Hank knows mm -hmm. probably what I'm talking about for sure, mm -hmm. but they're pretty limited and invite-only and <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's other, like, uh, professional networks you can join, too, mm -hmm. that, like, I'm a member of one, and Clover is a member of one, mm -hmm. and that actually really helps with um, making contacts with big companies because uh, – I don't know. They just seem to respond better once you join a uh, even even companies that are not also a member of the organization. I might yeah. point out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, what organization I, I, are we talking I, about here? Can we not say it? Pro well, Professional no, Outdoor Media Association. Okay. I don't mind telling people. Yeah, You're a creator yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you my experience. I'm sure John will, will tell yeah. you his. And I'm the one who got, I'm the one who got Culver Tech into it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay. It works. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. 
we do we do listen without a doubt we need to organize <laughs> otherwise we're not going to exist and that's on lots of different levels here that's not just for what we're talking about like uh, having a platform it's for the whole gun community um, itself right they were able to take out bump stocks because there was no organization and no one fighting for bump stocks mostly because well, we we're all like who cares about that away. right yeah, that's not yeah. exactly true because there was two there was two comment periods mm -hmm. and the first one we dominated mm -hmm. and then we dropped the ball mm -hmm. on the side. I mean I didn't I'm not pointing fingers at myself mm -hmm. but I'll point fingers at everybody else mm -hmm. um, but there was people that dropped the ball the second comment period around and that's what happened we got we we stomped them in the comment period the first time mm -hmm. first go around second go around okay. we got stomped we, we just dropped the ball yeah uh, you got to remember, GOA's case has not been dropped yet. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I'm talking about leading up to it. I'm the about yeah, it. like actually showing them, like, hey, people happening. are paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think it was it was predetermined. I mean, they already determined what they were going to do. Yeah. Okay. So. So, yeah, I uh, kind of agree with that. I think Trump had a um, had his own plans also. But when they could hide behind that second comment period and the numbers within yeah. there and a lot of stuff within there, that doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Um, Jade grew. Now you, you're going to get this, and um, I'm interested to hear what you have to say to this. Jade grew says might want to change the name to just streamer to appeal to a broader audience. Have you thought of that? Where, where's everyone no. on that? No. No, I mean it's it's um, it's got to be niche specific. I mean it, mm -hmm. it's got to be for demographic be... reasons. For demographic reasons of advertising, mm -hmm. if anything, right, Matt? Yeah, I could see maybe making it broader to go to the outdoors mm -hmm. because then you could get guys in survival well, it already, and it already is. Tracking, but yeah, I mean it's it's kind of already getting that. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's the only thing I could see would be going broader to the outdoor industry mm -hmm. as a whole, yeah. hunting, fishing, and yeah, hiking. Here is, here is something, if I could jump in here, because I've talked about this numerous times before. Here's something I see with, you know, you get people that say, okay, these, the gun streamers, the full 30s, the whatever, you know, uh, they're echo chambers, they're echo chambers, and they are, and I think that they probably need to at least start that way. Um, trying to go out and create the next YouTube that's really broad as far as the niche and the category spectrum. That's going to be difficult to do, mm -hmm. and and I say that because I'm on GunStreamer, I'm on Full30, I'm on YouTube. Actually, Sam from YouTube, I got a text from him the other day, which was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't even know he was still around. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Brideon. If you if you're not familiar with that one, check it out. I'm, I'm on every platform. I believe in platform diversity mm -hmm. for sure. Internationally and known and locally accepted. <laughs> one one thing that I see mm -hmm. with these alternatives that are open to everything mm -hmm. is because they're open to everything, the vast majority of people, YouTube is just too easy to use and contains way too many subject matters and everything else. We're gun people, but we're also car people and cooking people and exercise people and whatever, whatever it might be, skydiving people, mm -hmm. whatever. And YouTube is conducive to that. So what happens is you broaden, you say, okay, this is for everybody, free speech, come on over, and you get a lot of weird niche topics and a lot of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a lot of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about people just talking about conspiracy theories and stuff like that, but you get pirated movies, you just get all kinds of weirdness going on. Yeah. And then it starts looking like the Libertarian Party. That platform, <laughs> what happens is that platform, the weirdness starts to overtake the platform, and the average person 
that uses YouTube for all those things might see that and might think, hey, I'm going to go check that out. It's the next supposed to be mm-hmm. the next YouTube. And they run over there and they see all of this weird stuff that's just not mainstream. Why? Because that's the free speech place for everybody to go. And they see all this weirdness over there mm-hmm. and it turns them away. Well, and then also if you think about what was done to YouTube, right, that uh, YouTube is using as an excuse and it's probably some part of the formula. What was done to YouTube when they really started coming down on us? Uh, New York Times, other places started doing hit pieces. This is what's going on on YouTube. Just full-blown terrorists over here or whatever, right? And then these guys are getting advertising money, and then the advertisers started pulling out. So if we're doing this and people in the industry, which that's who you know is going to come on board, at least at first, and then they start doing hit pieces like, yeah, these guys say that they're about guns and that's protected by the Second Amendment. But then there's also some terrorists over there and this thing yeah, and that thing. This. Yeah, right. then that's like a hit piece now to the industry that's yeah. putting money in it. And they're and they're getting people coming to them saying, well, what's what's going on here? We, we kind of have yeah. to think about that, at least in the beginning, until it becomes something that you could start expanding. And I think that the way the Internet works now, you could expand this thing and people don't know the difference between they're going to the outdoor world or whatever or they're going to GunStreamer, right? It's just a well, different skin on it. I think the gun industry is big enough. There's a lot of, lot of people looking for product reviews and you know, just entertainment in the gun industry that it's big enough to support its own platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to touch on what Hank said. Uh, Gab is a Twitter alternative that started out as like a free speech Twitter. And what happened was all these newspapers um, started writing hit pieces on Gab saying, hey, look at all these uh, white nationalists over here and whatnot. So it scared away a lot of people because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I I get it. Like, I understand exactly what people are saying that, you know, if you make it a more wider thing, it's going to work. But I think in the beginning, it's not going to it's not going to necessarily work. We have to be focused in order to figure out like we have to sort these things out. And what we have going is it's not that we don't want to be on YouTube. It's that YouTube doesn't want us to be there. We cannot practice the Second Amendment there. Everything we're doing is legal. We're going through all the legal things. Some of us have multiple licenses and all that kind of stuff, but YouTube is smacking us upside the head all the time. What's up? Time out, man, mm-hmm. because you guys you got to get cross a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, so in one breath, a mm-hmm. few minutes ago, you were talking about the weirdness, and we were talking about how people might not see might see that is not weird, including advertisers, and might not want to advertise there. Mm-hmm. And then, in the same breath, you talk about YouTube, and they're in the same position. So if they've got advertisers that don't want to advertise on content that is quote unquote risky for them or whatever, mm-hmm. then what there's that's not that they're against our second amendment freedoms. That's they're having to employ policies based on advertising liability risk mm-hmm. is what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we differ in that a little bit. Yeah. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is what we're doing on YouTube is we're not doing something that's illegal. We're not doing no, illegal I agree. things. I on agree. There. Not yeah. illegal. Right. 
depending on where you might right. be and what you yeah. might show. So, but the, might the, not. So That's the, the problem. It's not illegal, but there's no doubt about it. I hate to say this. Well, they're, they're, make, they're, day, they're making – Maybe one day we can get rid of the NFA and maybe you know, and all of this other stuff. But until then, firearms are regulated and ammunition is regulated. And when they're regulated at the local, state, federal level – that's yeah. going to be an issue of liability. Yeah, lots of things. Lots of things are regulated, I believe. The thing, the thing is, is that so YouTube is doing this. YouTube's doing a weird thing. So you're right. There's advertisers that don't want to be mixed into that. At the same time, YouTube refuses to take advertising money from the firearms industry for the most part. We know that there are some people that they take money from. I know they take money from the NRA, so that might be a political thing. That, Holster companies, yeah. flashlight companies. This, yeah. I actually seen a mm-hmm. uh, an optic mm-hmm. the other uh, ad the other day, which is strange, like a red dot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you got to remember, YouTube is also international. And- it's true. Yeah. And like firearms yeah. are illegal in a lot of places let, in the world. Let me get this in real quick. The Alizé gave us a couple of bucks. He says, I'm with you. How can I help? Don't mean to troll. Okay. You know, I, I understand. <laughs> I, uh, um, I Listen, what we're trying to do here is help everyone, right? That's really the, the important thing, even the people who are not part of this conversation. And for you folks out there, there's some, there's some folks who are content creators as well as people who view the content. And we're trying to, like, figure this out because, you know, Matt's here. I, I'm sure Matt didn't get involved in this to, to, to be unsuccessful. And we're trying to figure out how to do it. Um, so I, I appreciate so, where you're coming from, the Alizé. Hank, mm-hmm. Hank, Lola asked in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier mm-hmm. a good question and i don't remember exactly what it said but she was talking about asking matt this question okay and she was asking as far as gun critic mm-hmm. are there things that you're doing now or have done in gun critic that you think will work transpose over to gun streamer and help out there okay yeah i mean they're gonna work with each other so gun critic is like rotten tomatoes or metacritic mm-hmm. for the firearms industry so the concept, I mean, with, with how most people shop is they go to Amazon and they look at reviews and they make their decisions based on social proof. Mm-hmm. With In the firearms industry, there's not really, there's no Amazon listings, there's no uh, community social proof. Mm-hmm. So the concept behind Gun Critic was to have a uh, community-based rating system. So that was the, the main premise. Uh, so you'd, you'd go to look at firearms, you'd see thousands of reviews, let me see, and then you'd see... Let me see if I could pull it up while you're talking here. I'll pull up the website. Yeah. We'll run that in here. We do like price comparison on products. The other thing is we, we get a lot of data selling for uh, sales and that sort of thing. So we're, we're struggling with this mainly because of uh, inconsistency with different vendors. They all have different... Um, UPCs and I mean it's just a big mess in the in the firearms industry with their data feeds, but we're basically trying to provide free real time gun values. So between uh, gun values and uh, gun ratings, that's kind of the the main concept there. So mm-hmm. nobody nobody really is doing that. So it's kind of a unique you know a unique platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, GunStreamer can help us with video. We can stream all of our videos for every product. And we could pick one of the top videos for each product mm-hmm. and uh, increase views that way for, for uh, GunStreamer. Then on, on GunStreamer, what we can do, any videos that mention a product, we can pull in product data feeds to show people where they can buy those products for the cheapest price. 
So that's something that um, some way I think they can help each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we could also put ratings on the gun or, you know, show gun critic stuff on gun. So that could, and I don't want to interrupt you, Matt. So what you're saying is you could have an instance where I put up a review on this firearm and beside Mm -hmm. that review is an ad or yep. something that links to and says, hey, here's where you get this for the lowest price on the Internet. Yeah, And also but there's going to be metadata about that gun, right? So separate from what you're saying, there will be metadata saying this is what uh, the what people on average think about this particular gun that's the topic yeah. of this video. And mm-hmm. kind of the other thing is I'd like to see the influencers on GunStreamer, guys like yourselves, mm-hmm. to become critics on Gun Critics. So we have mm-hmm. a user base that does reviews. Mm-hmm. Then you have kind of like your experts, the hmm. the critics and their their ratings. So that's kind of how Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. Works, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm there. Yeah. I am there. It would be cool. It would be cool. I'm interested in seeing what John thinks about this. But it would be cool to also have the audience rate us. <laughs> you know, that would be and then maybe yeah. that helps like float things up or somehow the audience could say, hey, you know, we va- when when this guy gives us input, we value it. It works for us. And maybe that somehow helps uh, float uh, content creators up somehow or there's They're, some reward for that. Like, I've got a concern with that system. And I, okay. again, I, I'm I'm. I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'll get on Gun Critic. I'll check all that out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to do that. Mm-hmm. But what worries me about that type of a system, Hank, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the thumbs up, thumbs down, right. down on YouTube. It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. because you don't have to be logged in. It's all anonymous, blah, 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 right? right. So, I, well, I would say you have to be, yeah, I would Depending s- on how it's set up yeah. over there. Right. If some Yahoo wants to create drama with some other Yahoo and <laughs> each of his fans goes over there, creates an account, does this, right. does that, and mm-hmm. you know, posts a thousand negatives on you, then there you sit, you know, and there's no recourse to it. So you got to be careful with that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, maybe. yeah I would I would try to rate um, influencers by popularity based on their fan base, their viewership, mm-hmm. and kind of show where they're at uh, as far as their influence. Yeah. You, and, you can always limit yeah. the effect of that if you did. I'm not saying you have to do it. Um, did you? Well, look, go ahead. Clover, mm-hmm. um, Hank really doesn't know anything about drama between gun people. So. <laughs> oh, not Hank. Oh, oh irony, irony. <laughs> Moving on, I'm talking about gun <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, listen, there's lots of different ways to do this, but we, I think any way that makes it more of a community helps all the way around. Right. And maybe something like that is not 100 percent of whatever your score is. Maybe it factors for 10 or 20 percent. So it doesn't like just take you out of the game or something like that. But it is part of that, you know, um, and there's ways to 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 monitor all of these things. Of course, everything that we're talking about probably adds some kind of expense. I mean, in the beginning, we need this thing simple. I need a place where my videos could be and I don't have to change them for them to live you know, for them to live there, that they are what, what they need to be. And then we all need to figure out how to, the company needs to figure out how to, to make money so it's sustainable. And then we need to figure out as a community to have like our own ecosystem that we could all function within that helps content creators, audience, the manufacturing industry, the guys who are actually keeping the lights on at GunStreamer, etc. Well, I, I don't think there was a silver bullet, and I don't think it's going to be easy. So, Matt, I, I don't envy you. <laughs> but, <laughs> There's a lot more of this coming at you, Matt. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's something that, 
I think the main key to it all is making sure that, that you guys make money mm-hmm. and whoever makes you guys the most money. No, I'm just saying in general, if this eventually, is going to be eventually, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. If you're going to make this a long-term thing, gonna, I think you've mm-hmm. got to end up making money sure. in it somehow. So, you know, that's, that's always in the back of my mind uh, is it's not just about video content. I mean, you guys are all doing a lot of this to get the word out, but you're also doing this to try to provide for families. So mm-hmm. we're also realistic you know. enough to understand you don't have Google money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyways, I, I think that's, that's where I'm looking into, uh, you know, an affiliate network and an influencer network, because you guys might actually make more money by having sponsors that say, Hey, do a review on my product versus making money through ad rev. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so that that is something that uh, I'm I'm gonna try to keep that as my focus is not just getting narrow like tunnel vision on making ad revenue, but actually you know what's gonna make you guys the most money. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there could be. Here's my thing with revenue. Mm-hmm. Revenue comes in lots of ways, shapes, and fashions. Mm-hmm. Um, Matter of fact, I just ordered some paper targets. Plug for Outdoor Products Plus. If you're looking for paper targets, they're amazing. Go there. <laughs> 50 bucks, free shipping. You can get a ton of targets. What's happening? Yeah, there's my spiel, right? So anyway, um, so what, I, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. the deal I've got cut with them is they <laughs> offer free targets for contests that I do every month, right? Mm-hmm. It's not an ad, It's not a revenue-generating thing. So there's, there's other ways besides you know when we're talking and we say revenue i want to make sure that we understand that at least from my perspective matt that first of all i get it that you guys at some point you don't have the money and i get it that the platform has to grow to a certain point and all that but then at the end of the day revenue for me reimbursement compensation whatever you want to call it does not have to come in the form of of cash Mm -hmm. sure yeah uh i'll take all clover's cash yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Hank Strangerwitz over there. Will listen. I think ultimately, like for example, I'm in a studio here. I have to pay for this. There's lots of bills, and you know, uh, I don't have to do this, and people don't have to listen to me. Ultimately, this is like an understanding that we have with each other, right? I do this on a regular basis. I supply this uh, info or edu- uh, 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 entertainment, infotainment, whatever you want to call it, to the folks out there. And it costs me something, you know, there needs to be a mutual exchange with human beings. So I would like to see that with a company that I'm dealing with that's doing something for my benefit. I would like to see it with my audience. We should all feel like, hey, you know, this is the way it should go. Otherwise, we're basically, I don't know, somewhere between socialism and communism out there. But even in those things, somehow you uh, people get, you know, you get like a little apartment and something, I guess. So I have. Have you thought about reaching out to like the like gunfights, like uh, the Ammo Land, the Truth About Guns blog? Uh, maybe working up some deal where they can host like exclusive content on Gunstreamer because they already have a built-in uh, traffic stream that maybe could redirect to Gunstreamer for their videos. No, I mean we've we thought about. Uh you know, creating some content that would be premium content and then allowing like other retailers to sell that as a product. They could stream it from GunStreamer mm-hmm. as a revenue source, but I hadn't really thought about working with some of those other platforms. Um, Cause right now the, the problem isn't a traffic problem. 
the problem is a advertiser issue. Okay, and then what's keeping the advertisers at bay? Hold on, actually, before we get to that, uh, here's a question from Carolina EDC. I want to get to real quick. He says, "Is GunStreamer um, international or just USA based?" And then what's keeping the um, the advertisers from coming on board? Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, if Austin has any any type of firewall to restrict mm-hmm. streaming to uh, international, mm-hmm. you know, IPs. I I would say that it would be a smart thing to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, and what was the second question? Um, so what is keeping the advertisers from coming on board in your oh, opinion? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always like this in the gun industry when when sales are really good and there's no inventory, mm-hmm. nobody's wanting to advertise. They're focused mm-hmm. on manufacturing. And they're trying to hoard their money for when a, a good purchase comes. Mm-hmm. So the big retailers are trying to make big purchases and the manufacturers are trying to focus on scaling. And at the same time, a lot of manufacturers get in trouble. Same thing with distributors. They get all stocked up. And then the market swings the other way, mm-hmm. and then they go bankrupt. So mm-hmm. I understand why they're kind of hesitant, you know, to to advertise. But um, mm-hmm. next year, like if Trump won, and things calm down, then the gun industry would catch up, then sales would slow way down, and then everybody wants to advertise. Yeah. You know? um, okay. So that's that's kind of. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. The other thing is with um, with GunStreamer. I, I think that it didn't have enough traffic to satisfy the advertisers at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, that's one reason why a lot of social platforms lose money for many years before they make money, because they got to build up the audience and then the advertisers show up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one of the ways that we can solve this is with affiliate marketing. And it, maybe a few companies will help us, but the affiliate marketing allows us to run ads when no one else will advertise, and then we can make our money, you know, that way. Okay. So I, I've got to you, you hit on something there that I, I don't know, I want to pick your brain on this. So <clears throat> what you said was, and I get it, that the traffic wasn't there, and I get that the traffic might not be there. So yeah. placing ads on GunStreamer might be might be a no go. But here's the thing: there are content creators that are multi diverse with platform, right? Mm-hmm. including of course YouTube. Yeah. So is that where you're thinking this whole idea of the what did you say the influencer yeah, the, the, uh, or whatever comes into play mark, where you're right. where instead of pushing the platform you're pushing the actual creators. Influencers. Yeah. That's the whole concept behind that so that you guys can sell um, you can you can basically sell your influence or sell your uh, reach on any platform. So if you if you have your own blog, if you have a YouTube channel, if you have a Facebook group, if you have an Instagram account, if you have a Twitter account or whatever you have, mm-hmm. you can um, you can post stuff to that and make money. So like you could do a YouTube video, mention somebody in it and get paid for that. Mm-hmm. But just like a just like a affiliate marketing network or whatever gun streamer or whatever this entity would be would get a cut, correct? To help that yeah. product. So so one one area that I think is is a big opportunity is co op advertising. So you have companies that they provide 100% for digital advertising, um, and you know, and usually it's distributors that do this. Some retailers do. So for retailers that do a lot of sales, they get a kickback from the manufacturers and from the uh, distributors for advertising, and they can actually spend that on influencers. Because I've researched this with a few companies, so 
if, uh, let's say, Palmetto, for example, if they have $100,000 to spend with a distributor in a quarter, they can get covered 100% if they spend it on you guys. The problem is they don't know how to communicate with a 1,000 influencers. So for them to put a campaign together and provide all the tracking to get refunded for that money would be impossible. Okay. So a marketplace, what it does is it tracks everything for them. And they can put a campaign wow. out and say, you know, we're, we're going to spend $10,000 on Instagram and we'll give, you know, we'll give you like $300 for a post. And then they have a $10,000 budget hmm. and you have to meet a certain criteria to be, to be eligible. And then they could approve, you know, if they wanted to, they get involved in the approval process. And then at the end of the, uh, the campaign, time goes by, they get a report back on their reach and then they get a refund or, you know, they get reimbursed through the co-op program. So okay. that's something where it doesn't really come out of their pockets. It comes out of the uh, distributors or the manufacturer's co-op program. Mm -hmm. And and that's another way to kind of open the advertising mm -hmm. wallet, so to and, speak. And that's like a sort of uh, diversification so that uh, whenever there's these lulls in advertising revenue from the industry, let's say, there's other there's other places that people can go to. It is a way for you guys to monetize platforms that won't allow you to mm -hmm. monetize, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's also a way for advertiser, advertisers to advertise on places like Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. when they can't do the actual platform. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's yep. people that have Facebook fan pages and groups with you know hundreds of thousands of followers, mm -hmm. and you know they, they don't really have a great way to monetize that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where something like this would, would work. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. let's see. Uh, we lost John here. I'm sure that maybe something happened. Oh, hold on. He's, is he back? back? Are you back? Okay. He snuck back in. Yeah. I didn't see you back there. Okay. There I we go. I tried to lock the door. Hank. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, yeah, he's sneaky. Yeah, yeah. He's sneaky. He, uh, he knows how to hack. Um, JP from Blue Rifle Society. Shout out to him. I hope he's, uh, doing well there in Connecticut. Um, I know he's on the job. Uh, why can't we get money from rich 2A guys? <laughs> he says uh, there has to be some, cons uh, uh, I'm guessing he's saying conservative rich people that love guns. What about the couple from St. Louis? I don't think those guys are conservative, first of all. I don't think so. They're yeah. not 2A people. They are gun <laughs> owners. Obviously, they are, were, are anyway. I don't think they are anymore, uh, but they, they were gun the owners. Yeah. They left the guns. They just took the AR. Um, oh, they gave them back the inoperable gun? Yeah, they only took the AR. Oh, okay, so they didn't take the other, the pistol that she was using that was inoperable. Correct. Huh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so yeah, um, let's see here. I'm trying to look and see what other, what other uh, points that we have going on here. John, did you have some points that... Uh, when you dropped out or whatever happened there that you wanted to make? Uh, the only thing I want to know is how many damn miles have you, have you walked? It's been oh. at least an hour at this point. Uh, he was doing this uh, when he got on the, when he got on Skype. Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Four? How many miles? It's about four. I try to do about 10 a day. Okay. You know, so Respect. I play hockey with these senior citizens Okay. and they're brutal, man. They, they uh, really rub it in when they score on me because I'm a goalie. Mm -hmm. So we're playing our first game on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so I got to be ready, you know. Yeah. What part of the country are you in? Can you share that or? Yeah, I live in upstate New York near Syracuse. Okay. All right. All right. I got involved in guns a lot when I lived in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up as a sportsman, but in Kentucky, it's very much the culture. Mm -hmm. And my uh, girlfriend at the time and my wife now, her dad is one of these guys that he has a gun hidden behind everything in his house. Oh, right. The right kind of guy. (laughs) So the first time I met him, you know, I went to his house and he's like showing me all his guns and, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing that uh, it's either a sign or, you know, I was trying to figure out my wife's like, oh, no, he likes you. That's why he's showing you. <laughs> so, so then, you know, you go to church and you, you come out of the church service and people are trading guns in their trunks and it's just like such a common thing there. So church in America, <laughs> the way it should no, be. It's just, I mean, you have guys showing each other guns in the church service. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, did you see that? You know, they're passing the offering plate and pull out a pistol, and it's just like so commonplace. But in New York, even where I live in upstate New York, it's, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Unfortunately, unfortunately. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. Um, yeah. Let's see this. Uh, Eric Hammond has a comment here. I'll try to get this out. He says, here's something to think about. In the food industry, you can't uh, outdo the big boys. You have to offer something the customer wants in a way no one else does. Um, And I'm trying to see the rest of it. I don't think he continued it there or cut off. I don't know what you guys think about that. So um, Yeah, I mean, I think he's right. It's it's the same thing with gun critics. Mm-hmm. It works because we're the first person to do it. But um, I mean, and Bud's Gun Shop is a company I've worked with for a while. Mm-hmm. They do they did well because they started in two thousand and like five. If they try to start the way they run their business now, mm-hmm. they'd never make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they started in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and they have like three million customers. You know, so mm-hmm. if you get in early, and uh, you're one of the first people to do something, you have a huge advantage. I'll After be, uh, that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just, of, I think of the the name we shall not speak. I'll give you the initials. It's CTD. Um, and, and same way with those guys, man. Yeah. I haven't I haven't dealt with those people since like two thousand four or five, probably. Mm-hmm. And you know they've been around long, been around a long time, and that's the reason they're, they're still, still out around. there. Those bastards. If they was to try to make it nowadays with the shenanigans yeah. they pull on a constant oh, basis, yeah. there's no way they would make it. Yeah, yeah. You mean uh, you mean charging like a thousand dollars for a thousand rounds of nine millimeter <laughs> after somebody's already ordered it they cancel the order oh, you charge them oh boy yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so um, let's see here rich white has this to say he says um he says considering trump's hong kong executive order google may be losing some of the money We'll see uh, what comes out of that and dcg44 says does gunstreamer have merch um. Okay. Uh, what's the answer to that? I don't know. Not that I'm aware. But I guess we need to let Matt answer yeah. that. Yeah. Huh? What, what was it? it Does uh, Gunstreamer? Yeah. Do you guys have merch? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I have to, I have to check. Yeah. So I, I've never seen it. I know they've gave they've given away some patches and things in the yeah. past. But yeah. Well, so here's one thing. I've got a friend of mine. He's a really good guy, and he runs a. Uh, like a t-shirt printing business he's got a pretty good size place mm-hmm. and he has a on-demand printer he does patches he does a lot of stuff, hats and stuff like that and i actually thought about uh, kind of seeing if he'd hook up with the community and any of the influencers that want to produce stuff he could produce it and ship it for them mm-hmm. as well as gun streamer stuff 
And I don't know if that's something you guys would be interested in, but um, that could be another way to make money, you know, without having to have any cost involved. Yeah, for just, sure. I mean, it just it depends on whether or not uh, people involved or people will get involved, whether depending on whether or not they already have uh, to, to steal a word from Jada Pinkett, Pinkett entanglement, entanglement. Yeah. If you already have some kind of merch thing uh, going, right, you might not, right. you know, you may not want to or cannot get involved in that. Um, let's see. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, John. Did you have a question? Yeah, I was about to br- bring that up. Uh, yeah. A lot of the big creators have their own, uh, you know, have deals with different companies. Yeah. 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 Um, so here's a good question. Um, what is your, uh, Matt, what are you looking at here as your length of investment? How long are you willing to keep GunStreamer going here? Uh, I think, well, for one thing, my business partner, Rex, he um, he's good friends with Hickok, and um, he he wants me to make it work. So mm-hmm. I, I, I this gun critics my focus, um, or was my focus. Now gun streamer is also. Uh, so I think the first thing is just to make it profitable when it's small, mm-hmm. and so that's my focus right now is just to make it profitable or break even. Um, I, I think that. Um, once we can do that, and I don't think it'll be too difficult, mm-hmm. but once we do that, then it's fine. It's just stopping mm-hmm. the bleeding at this point. You know, I don't think it has to necessarily be something that makes millions, but it needs to be something that doesn't lose money. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Eric Hammond uh, says there's a ton of streaming services. YouTube is the big one in the room. Why not offer original content only, uh, like a- Apple, Amazon, etc. Yeah, so the, the whole thing with GunStreamer is they, they were just taking content from YouTube producers for the most mm-hmm. part. You know, there's a few guys that produce good stuff. But, yeah, ultimately what we should try to do is use YouTube to drive people to, to something like GunStreamer, kind of like I think you'll see Joe Rogan do this mm-hmm. uh, with what he's doing, mm-hmm. where he, he might have a short segment on YouTube and then they'll say to watch the full episode, go over here. So, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, – you know, we should try to do something like that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Shapiro does that and sort of like Stephen Crowder, mm-hmm. who, you know, yeah. they yeah. Uh, shows off off of YouTube, but they will fit like the first hour on YouTube. But then if you want the second hour, you get to go pay. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to be able to. Here's the rub with that, uh, whether it's it's a push like that, because ultimately, I mean, that is ultimately that's content specifically for gun streamer um i had that conversation with austin and and everybody during shot show and got home and proceeded to do gun streamer only content Mm -hmm. that i pushed over to from youtube um and to their credit they did change up a few things with the way the featured video worked and some other things to try to help push that featured content because that was the conversation we had mm-hmm. i said i'm willing to try to make a couple of videos a month at least and try to urge and push other creators to do the same but you what you're gonna have to do for us is you're gonna have to find a way to promote higher on the page whatever it might be mm-hmm. that original content if we're gonna do gunstreamer original content you need to promote Gunstreamer original content, right? Mm-hmm. And to their credit, they did some things that that did that, but I could not get any other creators to follow suit. Yeah, 
Um, ultimately, so I could tell you, I could, just to give you a little bit of insight uh, that you pro you probably weren't there for, Matt. Uh, when Gunstreamer came out and said that they were dissolving, this is the end, and all that kind of stuff, there were lots of conversations rolling around the community about whose fault it is. I know people reached out to me. They're like, whose fault is this? Is it Gunstreamer's fault? Is it the content creator's fault? Is it the audience? Is it the government? Who is it this person, that person? I blame John. <laughs> Honestly. I am all right. Um, and I think it was everyone's fault. Right. I think it was everyone's fault. Bit. Yeah. Everyone can take a little bit of of that blame. And we do have to figure out a way to do that. You know, perhaps um, like someone's we're, we're talking about posting original content, maybe at least like, hey, this content is original on Gunstreamer for a week, two weeks, whatever it is that works out being something that's worthwhile. Right. So, and but we so, got to get everyone on board with that somehow. So the idea that goes through people's heads when you think original content, mm -hmm. and and this is from a broader perspective, I'm sure a lot of creators think like this, and, I, and I'm included. Mm -hmm. This is it's a situation where we talked about revenue, we talked about we could talk about reach, we could talk about views, we could talk about all these things, ball it all up, and at the end of the day, that content needs to be on YouTube, mm -hmm. unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. So for me to make two or three pieces of content a week, even one piece of content a week strictly for gun streamers severely cuts into what I'm able to do as far as reach, as far as revenue, all of those different things, mm -hmm. right? So it's like it feels overwhelming for a creator. But here's the thing. I've got a list. I put out a thing because tonight on my podcast, we're going to be doing a, a, a review and, and a promotion type video of, of different channels, different firearm channels. I got This is the fourth time I've done this reached out to people. I've got a list of over 40 channels, firearm related channels that people sent me. This is, these are channels I knew nothing about over 40 mm -hmm. channels that I knew nothing about the vast majority of them, right? There are dozens and dozens and dozens of firearm related channels out there. If we can network and like you said, Hank, get everybody to come together as a community. Uh, we could make one piece of content a month as a creator mm -hmm. and flood Grunstreamer with original content. Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of people would be interested in doing that um yeah i think the big key that is to figure out a way that we're all talking to each other and somehow on the same page i mean i don't know if there's a way to make an app for behind the scenes of what's happening there so just so that the gun streamer folks and the content creators can be kept aware of what's going on you know, uh, or, or, or almost like a creator forum. Yeah, <laughs> something, something that's easy to access that says this is like, hey, this is what we're, you know, or we're thinking about doing this. What does everyone think? Okay, <laughs> argue about that for a week, and then okay, this is what we think is the most acceptable way. Obviously, there's still going to be rebels and stuff like that. People are going to want to do their own things, but we have to somehow communicate with each other and try to move together. You know, so like 10 people are better than one. 100 are better than 10, you know? What that makes me think of is it gives the creators, uh, the people who are putting time into it, uh, a sense of ownership, a sense of, of community and pride. Mm -hmm. 
and that goes a long way in motivating people to do exclusive content. And if you open up and you're and you do like, hey, updates on the channel and take advice from like uh, like viewers even, mm-hmm. that makes them feel a part of it. So it it puts a face on a faceless company, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. It's something that I've seen in the corporate world. You have to, um, you have to take ownership of that. So I always remember this thing. So Lola used to work for Walmart, and um, I had a, uh, one of my nephews was working at Walmart as well, and uh, we had this conversation about when you're going to work and you see like trash and stuff like that in front of the store, and Lola was saying, "Yeah, if I'm going in there and I see, you know, I see something floating around, I'll, you know, I'll pick that thing up, put it in the garbage or whatever." And my my nephew was like, that's nonsense. I hate those people. (laughs) You know, I'm not doing anything like that until, uh, you know, until I'm actually punched in or whatever. And he was like, uh, I don't know if he was a cashier, stalker or something like that. So he asked Lola, he wasn't aware of what Lola did. And he asked her what she did. And she said, I'm the pharmacy manager. At, uh, at Walmart and he's like what <laughs> that you you should have less reason and I was trying to explain to him no you know you have to have ownership it doesn't matter if you're the CEO or you know you just started working at the company this is a thing that now obviously companies can't convince everyone to do it he wasn't convinced to do it but this is a big thing that uh, that helps I think companies grow when people feel like they have some kind of ownership over this thing. And there's definitely a vested interest in all in us all um, working together out there and figuring this thing out. Um, so what, what do you think about this, Matt? I don't know how deep you've been entrenched in the, uh, the gun world here, the gun community. You are a gun guy, I'm assuming. Since oh, you're, yeah. You're running Gun yeah. Critic. Um, is this your first time kind of like seeing or, or, or getting a flavor of the kind of like infighting or all the different points of view that people come from in the gun community? I mean, I know it goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I run, well, like I said, I have a knife business uh, that I, I make custom knives mm-hmm. and uh, I have a few websites I run. Mm-hmm. I have five boys, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I got a wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of my time, I'm either working on a computer, spending time with my family, and so I don't I don't have a lot of time to watch YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, I I know it goes on. I, I I think that it's a very passionate industry, and there's a lot of people with they do a lot of research and they have a an opinion that they want to get across, and so you have passion. You have a lot of, of very proud men. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, think they're right about stuff. So mm-hmm. anytime, anytime you get a bunch of alpha males in a the room, they're all gonna, you know, butt heads a little bit. But for sure. Uh, but you know, um, as far as things with me go, you know, I, I'll listen to you guys and do my best to look out for you. So mm-hmm. that, that's my attention, um, and and so I'm always gonna try to be open to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll be honest with you. you know, if what you want to do doesn't work um but yeah i mean like i said the the main thing is i think that content producers need to need to make money and you guys are going to migrate where you're making money and doing what you do or getting the most viewership Mm -hmm. so if you're not getting views on gunstreamer and you're not making money on gunstreamer 
I can't expect you to invest a lot of time into it. So I think that's my main priority, mm-hmm. you know, is try to try to figure out that that component. If that is through affiliate marketing, if it's through influencer uh, influencer network to do that, then, you know, that might be how we have to do it. Okay. Uh, but I it would be the idea of the influencer network. Um, that's something I'm really interested in. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to several, several companies that said they're interested in it too. Uh, one was guns.com. They said that they would back me on that and put some money into it. So mm-hmm. I'm an affiliate for them. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, they're kind of getting into the affiliate space, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, now affiliate marketing is kind of a new thing for guns. So, you know, so really went into it in a big Brownells was into it for a few years, but Palmetto was the first one that to, that really well, but went big with it last year. What well, the problem with affiliate marketing when it comes to the firearm industry is that cuts out the manufacturers, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. No, I mean with affiliate marketing, it's um, yeah. I mean, mainly you're working with the retailers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but you know, the retailers sell more product. The manufacturers are gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, make money and the manufacturers give the retailers advertising money to the true yeah. so trickles down trickle down that yeah, I mean, we, we've got to work with the the retailers the manufacturers typically are really bad at advertising because they can't uh track their sales yeah and a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them have a distribution model i think one of the yeah. reasons and this is just me um uh saying this right that uh, PSA went to affiliate is because they have a direct sales model versus a distribution model. And we're going to bring them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so uh, the thing with, with um, Palmetto is that they were really smart in what they did with affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. They got in early and they have a good amount of inventory and uh, I don't know exactly how much it was, but I know they did over a hundred million in 2019 through affiliate marketing. So that was a huge part of their business. And mm-hmm. um, you'll notice like gun.deals, wiki arms, a lot of these places are pushing Palmetto mm-hmm. and it has everything to do with their affiliate program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, PSA is planning on crushing the world. <laughs> you know, they're like Attila the Hunt in the gun community, man. They're, they're shutting well, you know, it all down. All is, the babies um, are going to belong to them. Yeah. They manufacture a lot of the AR stuff, mm-hmm. so they can lower the prices on the other products that they're getting through distributors, and then figure they'll make their money on their own stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they're able to keep their pricing low. Yeah, and they're manufacturing yeah. the crap out of stuff. Uh, let me get this in from Alaskan Ballistics here. He says, um, I know I couldn't afford to make exclusive gun streamer content while working a full-time job. I would have to make enough money to quit school teaching. Then he says, uh, hashtag uh, guard every school, hashtag protect every child. That's from Alaskan Ballistics. Um, but that's so- he shouldn't have, but he shouldn't have to. Right. That was my point earlier. Mm-hmm. There is there's so many of us if we will come together as mm-hmm. a as a collective and as a group, one a month. Could you do one a month? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's lots of ways, and I think that everyone shouldn't wear the same kind of hat. So um, obviously, I could spend my life trying to figure out how to make everything, right? You know, it's the problem we have in the world today. I guess a long time ago, we made everything. We made our clothes, our shoes, our food. 
you know, we did everything. But today, things work better when there's people who have the knowledge and understanding of this thing doing that. And then, you know, and, and everyone's going uh, by their skills like that. The thing that you would hope in if for someone like Alaskan Ballistics is to be in a position to make that money and then be able to go full time. Um, maybe I think like uh, Matt was saying, if for the content creators that got into this, uh, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, they were probably able to do that. You know, but if you got into this like, I don't know, five years ago or something like that, maybe not so much, right? Because all these things started changing. And what we're looking for here is uh, something that's going to change that dynamic and, and bring that back to us because there is a lot of money involved in the firearms industry in this space, you know, um, mm -hmm. And there is interest involved in it as well. We've got a lot of people in America, not just right now, but all the time that are interested in these things. And a lot of this information is going away on YouTube. So, so we're talking, we, we've a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about the farm industry and the advertising from that side. Mm -hmm. But what I want to hit Matt with is, you know, assuming that you can get things going and you can get the views and you can get a good advertising model set up, do you foresee a scenario where other industries, other products would come in and advertise? Because gun people do and use all sorts of products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so there's there's a couple of things that are kind of weird what's going on in the advertising world right now. One thing is. Uh, and a lot of ad networks are kind of worried about this is everything's done with cookies right now. So you're tracked everywhere you go. And based on your cookie data, uh, they match your cookies on different platforms. So when you go to a website, they know a lot about you. They can also pull up your, your college education, your, your credit history. I mean, they're getting all that through your cookie. And, uh, so, one thing a lot of networks do is if you put their code on your site, they can serve ads to their to, to all sorts of different people, and they know all, everything about what you do. Uh, so that cookie-based tracking is going away, mm. and the ad networks are pretty scared about what they'll do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's going to happen pretty soon. And that's and going away based on, a, on a, a law or something that's coming into effect? Or uh, came well, into effect? Google Chrome is mm -hmm. killing cookies, okay. cookie-based tracking. Mm -hmm. So the next, I think it's like the, one of the next versions of Google Chrome. Mm -hmm. yeah. so that's a big, big reason. Uh, the other thing is, yeah, it's, I think there's a legal side to it also. But yeah, um, well, you from VPN. So that was a, a big way that companies could, you know, I could run their, their code on Gunstreamer and they could show you ads for rc cars or fishing stuff because they know what you've been looking at um even on facebook you know they might be able to have cookies mm -hmm. that tie to facebook data mm -hmm. so when that goes away it goes back to contextual targeting uh is the main way so they're only going to be able to target you based on what you're looking at on that page hmm. okay so uh so you know it's gonna it's gonna be more relevant to the gun industry than yeah. at that point you know yeah, and it may be based on a model of what is the average gun buyer then. Right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the gun the gun guys are also pickup guys, you know. I mean, they're also, there's other things that are pretty relevant to that demographic. Mm -hmm. So if you have some pretty good demographic data, you could still talk with media companies and say, hey, this is my demographic, and, mm -hmm. you know, they could target it. But it's not going to be like what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, Go ahead, John. you're right. Uh, like, like for example, Can Am, they make like side by sides. Mm-hmm. Um, they invited me to go down to Texas to drive their Can-Ams around a track down there. I couldn't go, but yeah, they they reached out. Um, and uh, if you look up Poma, there's some um, like what Clover and I are a member of. There's some uh, like truck companies and other types of car companies that are a member of Poma. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, first yeah. of all, you should have told me because I would love to go uh, drive a Pan Am, uh, a Can Am, excuse me, reverse trike. That'd be an awesome. I could have filled in for you and pretended to be John Crump for a day or whatever. Freddie's <laughs> <laughs> like, can you go? I was like, no. Freddie, you know, my editor, my editor in chief. Yeah. Go wedding. This was like back in the fall. It could work out to our advantage. Advantage though, because I'd say some of the bigger manufacturers are working with media companies, and they're they're going through uh, cookie tracking, cookie-based tracking to do their advertising. So it, it could be that when that goes away, they have to buy direct. So it could actually, mm-hmm. you know, work to our benefit. But mm-hmm. as, as far as what you're asking though about targeting other products, I think that that that's going to be more difficult. Mm-hmm. In the near future, so I wouldn't really try to focus on that. Yeah, um, and then let me get this uh, response in from Alaskan Ballistics. He says, "No, I I couldn't do one a month. Producing one video a week on YouTube is stressful enough." Um, do you what What do you think about this, Matt? If if people were able to do a video that was exclusive, like let's say they put it on uh, GunStreamer for a certain amount of time, would, do you see a benefit in that, or do you need to you need it to be permanently exclusive content? I don't know the answer to that right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what it comes down to financially is what does a retailer or a manufacturer want to pay for? So, if there's content that's exclusive, but it doesn't result in any sales, then they're not going to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the YouTube model is, is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of thinking about things like it's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube has a lot of data on people to sell you all kinds of ads. Mm-hmm. So uh, to the advertisers, they need to see sales happening. So for us, really, when it comes to making money, uh, there's videos that have more commercial intent than others. So if you guys make a, a video that's just like, you know, I'm here to hang out for an hour, um, or if you make a video that's a specific make model review, mm-hmm. that make model review video has a lot more commercial intent. Mm-hmm. So as a network, if we're trying to make money, it makes more sense to have a lot more videos with commercial intent and then optimize those videos and then try to push know data feeds or product okay. ads through that and that that's as far as making a money or making money through ads that's really the best way to do it contextually okay if you, if you have like a cookie based platform you know then you can sell other stuff but like we talked about that might be going away pretty soon so yeah so um it, how long cookies too say that again john microsoft edge mm-hmm uh, they're getting rid of cookies too. Um, I know Chrome is, and I can't imagine Firefox being that far behind. Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so here, here's. Let me ask you this: uh, How long have you uh, been with GunStreamer now? Like, have you had a chance to actually look at this metadata yet? That's coming out of there. You know, what patterns are you seeing, or you haven't looked 
deeply enough into that yet. Yeah, so we've been with GunStreamer for a few weeks, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, I mean, it was like two days before they said they were shutting it down is when we got involved, so it's not been mm-hmm. too long. Uh, then the first week was just getting stuff transferred over. Um, last week I had some family, and this, this week I got to look at some stuff and talk to Austin. So really, uh, I'm just getting into where the most of the expenses are coming from mm-hmm. and, and trying to figure out how to cut expenses because that's just where you have to start, you know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll make something work. I mean, I, I've been an affiliate for a long time and a publisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I was getting a call here. Um, but yeah, so so I've been in your guys' shoes for a long time, and that's why I kind of think from your perspective. So I I was in the vaping industry for oh, since like 2009. Mm-hmm. I got into it really early. I started out as a publisher. Just my wife and I were doing product reviews. And, you know, at first got to buy your stuff and then people start sending you stuff and then people start sending you stuff and money. And, it, you know, and it got to the point where we went from nothing to a, a room full of product and, you know, we were making over 100000 a month as affiliates mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't even vape. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Yeah. But, you know, got to see that side of it and to go from you know, barely paying the bills to being flown around Vegas. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a neat experience. And then, uh, the gun industry is going to be like that. You're going to see, uh, now that affiliate marketing is open, you're going to see a lot of publishers making millions of dollars. And I don't think you guys realize how much money can be made, but, uh, um, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Yeah, I think that one, there are people in the space and of the firearms industry that are making uh, money, but definitely other spaces, like you said, not just vaping. There's a whole bunch of um, other spaces out here that people have uh, gotten into and and done pretty well. It's just a lot of moving uh, moving pieces out there right now. Alaskan Ballistics also says that uh, I doubt the ammo companies would pay for me to show how slow their ammo goes over the chronograph. <laughs> Uh, but I think people would want to see that, so they and then there'll probably still be, I think there would probably still be ammo companies, etc., trying to advertise against that, right? Because if the people want to see that, that's ultimately what those guys want to uh, look at. Let me get. Uh, I know Lola's sending me a question here. She says, uh, "How do creators get help in GunStreamer? For example, the last video that went up there from you was five months, still no update." So, oh, I guess that's from me. So, uh, yeah. So people right now who are on GunStreamer, who do they go to to help them out with issues they may be having with the platform? Yeah, so the way it works right now, I set up the business model was that Austin and his team is supposed to take care of the technology and the you know, technical support, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm really focused on sales and marketing that mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how things go. I mean, we're the majority owners, Rex and I are. Mm-hmm. So if, um, if they're not making things happen with development and with taking care of, of the content creators, then, um, he did give us the option to buy the whole thing. I just thought he'd want to stay on as a partner because he had a lot invested in the platform. So, you know, I want to give him a little time to kind of take a break from everything. Mm-hmm. And 
catch his breath a little bit and then come back fresh. So, uh, uh, you know, probably a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll get a lot more involved with with everything and just make sure that um, you know customers are being taken care of. You guys are if you're contact and support and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. happening. So um, yeah, I mean one way or the other. Um, I mean, it, ideally, if you hit contact, I mean, if you call my cell or Skype me or you know, you should be getting a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, me personally, I'm not the guy to help you with technical stuff because I'm, I am mainly focusing on marketing and sales, you know. But you know, if you contact me, I'll try to help you out. Yeah. So, um, uh, are you guys going to be hiring some uh, tech guys, bringing some tech people on board here? Well, I have my own team. Okay. I mean, we have about nine different developers, mm-hmm. and uh, on Gun Critic. Mm-hmm. So, if uh, if Austin's team you know, is not wanting to continue the development, then yeah, we'll bring over some of our resources and then probably get another person or two to help. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, John, you know, you're a very smart guy. You've uh, worked behind the scenes at lots of different uh, companies, uh, Facebook, etc. What ideas do you have listening to all this? Uh, like I said before, I don't think there's going to be uh a silver bullet. Um, I do see some technical stuff that I would change on the gun trimmer side. I'm uh, not going to really get into it that much there right now because I think most of your listeners mm-hmm. are, would leave. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like seeing all the sausage going on behind the scenes. I think this is good. <laughs> this is good for us to do in an open uh, format like this. I know it's not like super interesting and maybe here in the last minutes we'll get into some exciting gun stuff. But I think this is kind of something that is very, very important. And, and you know, this needs to at least live openly so people can get a look at it and realize like there's other content creators that may not be able to come on to this but they could tune into this at any time and see a lot of the of their questions getting answered and you know decide what they want to do going forward so um you know that's i but i get it though right people uh probably tune in for some kind of drama or who knows who, who knows what they're uh, coming in here for um what about you clover you've do you have some other stuff or should we just switch over right now to gun stuff do i have some other stuff yeah oh, do you have talk some, about yeah 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 you want to switch over to some uh uh m gabriel says do not show us the sausage yeah i think we've beat i think we've beat the uh <laughs> what do we do with gun streamer to death yeah <laughs> so you know what this reminds me of oh boy uh, here we go reminds me of no, it's not going to be anything like that. It reminds me uh, of a show called After Hours mm-hmm. on Thursday nights at 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, this reminds me of one of those After Hours that we get into all the technical right. behind the yeah. stuff. It got that way, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Did, did, you got a Mick Hill Clover. Did, didn't it feel like one of your After Hours <laughs> shows? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I Except feel like I was getting a little bit much. of a workout. That was, that was not. Yeah, I feel like I was getting a little bit of a workout here. John, you probably should tell the folks about the book. Let's get into the book a little bit here and let Matt and Clover ask you some questions about it. Uh, What's up with this? All right, this is my book. It's called uh, Speaking with Giants. It's a compilation of my interviews I've done on Ameland, and then there's um, some other interviews in here that are exclusive just to the book. Am I in this book? Uh, 
I, I don't think I've ever done a uh, interview with you. I guess <laughs> I guess I'm not a giant then, apparently. No, but it's like it has like uh, like like Stephen Williford, the hero of Sutherland Springs, Texas, uh, Maj Torre, uh-huh. Kevin Dixie, uh, Cody Wilson, the guy who invented the Ghost Gunner mm-hmm. and the three yeah. guns. I got a Ghost Gunner three. He sent me one. It's pretty damn nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like even like uh, it has uh, John Sharp so. Sharp Industry. It has Tim Kennedy. It has Jason David Frank, the Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Brown, who fought in the Rhodesian Civil War and founded Soldier of Fortune magazine. Man, what, I, I'm kind of disappointed. I don't rank as high as the uh, the Green Ranger, but well, give me an interview <laughs> for Amaland. No, it's okay. I'm just teasing. You come up for Amaland now a uh-huh. little bit on the side. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 100% of the proceeds, I put it together in like a couple days. I had to teach myself uh, like how to format it uh, in an ebook, which was mm-hmm. weird. But 100% of the proceeds go to my niece. She has something called DIPG, which is a really aggressive uh, form of children's brain cancer. It has a, uh, a 1% survival rate past a year. Wow. Uh, medical bills are highly enough for them right now. About a month ago, she was a healthy little kid, and now uh, she's having trouble walking and everything. Um, and just like over a month, uh, the medical bills are up around two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Like ninety-eight k right now, and so um, we're doing everything possible to help raise money. I was on. Uh, Guns and Gadgets yesterday, and we raised a lot of money and sold a lot of books. But mm-hmm. this book is dedicated to her, and the only reason this book exists is to make money for her and her family to help out. Okay. Because, you know, family is the most important thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Absolutely, man. I totally understand that. Um, so where can... Sorry, <laughs> no, I understand, man. I understand. Uh so where can folks get this? How can they get their hands on this book? Uh, I got a redirect link from my website. So if you go to uh, crumpy.com slash giants, mm-hmm. it'll redirect you to the Amazon link where you can pick up the ebook or the paperback. It just came out today. Sales have been great. Mm-hmm. And I really want to thank the 2A community because the 2A community really showed me how much that they uh, that they care. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I believe Lola was throwing some links up out, out there. I'll try to uh, get those into the description. If you just search uh, John John Crump, you'll be able to find it. And then if they go on Amazon and search as well, right? It's yeah. Easy. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's uh, uh, the the paperback will be available in like most stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ebook is exclusive to Amazon for ninety days. Uh, the reason why I did that is uh, it that way it's eligible for Amazon Unlimited, mm-hmm. which means if you have Amazon Unlimited and someone downloads it, you get paid per page, mm-hmm. and that can add up a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I did the ex- the ebook exclusive for Amazon for ninety days. Okay. But then. Are you gonna do an audio book version? You know, get someone with a sexy voice to an audio book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get CloverTech to read it. Nope. Uh, then you're doomed. <laughs> it, Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> It'll be G-Webs. G-Webs. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just. 
Just pulling it up here. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Trying to. Um, any questions on, on the book, Clover? Oh, okay, I got it. Uh, I think John pretty much covered it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I man, I have really good interviews, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, cool. if, you want, if you want to know about, like, a bunch of different people in the industry, um, they're all in here. Like, yeah. And, and there's people I find, like, really interesting, like uh, Dr. Miguel Faria, if you don't know who that is. Uh, when the CDC was doing all these anti-gun studies, he was like basically the whistleblower that went in front of Congress and said, "Hey, the CDC has predetermined, um, predetermined ideas that they want to get to, so this research is all bunk." And that's why Congress banned the CDC doing gun research because of his testimony. And now he runs a organization called uh, a Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, which is a great organization. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, okay. So it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, maybe what you could do is actually get some people to, uh, like different guys to volunteer to, to read it or something like that and create the audio version of that and get that out there. You know, um, I'm just, I'm just suggesting that cause I know I enjoy listening to books on audio. Maybe I'll get them yeah. to read. Have everyone from like gun activists to senators in the book. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I I had to do just to get money for my niece. I mean. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um. So and is the GoFundMe still up? The GoFundMe is still up. If you go to crumpy.com/slash/gfm, you can read about Bella, mm-hmm. uh, my nine-year-old niece. Mm-hmm. Um. And whatnot. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a tragic story, mm-hmm. but um, she is fighting. Um, mm-hmm. She she's fighting a lot. Um, she's the most one of the most brave people I know, and uh, she's a little warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen some pictures of her, man, and it's a uh, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to deal yeah, with. I very, know that. Very, Oh, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep on fighting. We have her. Uh, she's enrolled in the trial, which just happens to be a children's hospital in D.C., mm-hmm. which is good because they're from New York. Mm-hmm. So when they travel down there, they have a place to stay with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to have to come down there, I think, every couple of weeks, starting in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, John Voorhees is shouting you out, by the way. Um, What's up, John? Yeah. He had Kevin Dixie on his show. He started a show. And he had Kevin Dixie on last night, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. Mr. Lovell, I don't know, uh, Clover or Matt, if you guys have something you want to get into. Mr. Lovell says Bloomberg is targeting, targeting Oklahoma. He's dumping millions and is already has uh, 200,000 people on the ground trying to change the vote. Moms demand action. Let the peoples know. I thought Oklahoma belonged to the Indians now or something. Yeah, oh, well, big piece of it, big piece of it. <laughs> Half of it, also though. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I got some stories that that might be that might interest you. Okay. Go ahead. Well, Hit us with it. January yesterday, um, we have universal background checks. Mm-hmm. So GOA filed a lawsuit, and we won part of it already. Okay. Um. If okay, in Virginia, you only have to be 18 to buy a handgun for, through a private sale, but with 
universal background checks that became possible because 18 to 20 year olds had to go through an FFL and FFLs will transfer handguns if you're under 21. Mm -hmm. So the judge in the case uh, exempted all 18 or 18 to 20 year olds uh, from universal background checks. And hopefully the whole law will get knocked down here shortly. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh, that would always be a good thing. Um, Let's see here. Okay, we've got JB is back. He, we haven't seen him here in a while. He says, hey, everyone, it's Jay Brennan. I hope everyone's been doing great. It's been a while since I've been on. Work had me very far away and some family things to do to deal with. Uh, change my, he's changed his name to JB. So there you go for everyone um, looking at that. What other news things are on everyone's mind here? Uh, Matt, I know you're a very busy guy. What kind of new stuff it, it, in the world is on your mind? It doesn't have to be just a gun thing. What's uh, caught yeah. your attention lately? Oh, man. It's like uh, you can hardly go on Facebook anymore without, <laughs> without seeing something crazy, man. But, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty interesting what Trump's trying to do with the CDC. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to, uh, well, take one step back. I was talking to my, my stepdad. He's a doctor. And he, he was working in uh, the hospital in Hazleton, which is a hot spot. Mm -hmm. they, uh, early on, they had a lot of COVID-19 patients, and they have like a pretty organic community. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was dealing with that, and he actually is a high-risk, you know, person. So he, mm -hmm. I was kind of worried about him. Mm -hmm. But anyways, he after dealing with uh, a lot of people in the community, he he thought that they should just open things up and let it run its course. But I asked him, you know, if he's noticing that hospitals are, you know, pushing uh, COVID deaths. And he's like, oh, definitely. You know, he said there's a lot of hospitals that people aren't even testing positive and they're they're doing it just for the money. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting where Trump said, uh, or, you know, they're trying to get the uh, the statistics from the hospitals going to, the, to Washington rather than the CDC. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting if they. He says it's to keep things more real time, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if they're going to try to filter out a lot of the uh, the fraud going on. Yeah, we definitely it's, need it's some raising the numbers, you know. Yeah, we need some sense of I don't know if fidelity is the right word over there with that, but um, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> there's there's a lot of I I, I wouldn't doubt that uh, COVID cases are going up, um, but. You know, obviously they're over-reporting uh, deaths at this point. I know my dad actually had COVID-19 in New York City, and he's like 74 yeah. or something like that. He had all the complications. From what yeah. I hear, he's doing, he's doing fine. He's home and all that kind of stuff. So I think that for sure we're going to see that kind of stuff kick up. But what are people actually dying of out there? And even with the numbers that they're giving us, you know, we're still talking a small percentage of the population versus we're literally putting people out of business and yeah. creating massive problems that if we don't hit a recession here uh, by the end of the year, we are in the, within the next year or so, right? We're going to get pretty yeah. deep into this. So um, We have a lot of privately owned hospitals and they want to make money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you think they're going to do if they get more money for that, you mm -hmm. know? Absolutely, so, yeah. When we create a system like this, you know, what do we expect people to do except try to rig it? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to go and see if there's anyone. Go ahead. Clover. There's a big story coming out. Okay. It's about a month or two. 
<laughs> little tease there. Yeah. Like cryptic. Like a, That's not cryptic uh, at all, John. Uh, well, I told you, you know what the story is. Yeah, I, I know, it's but it's still cryptic. cryptic. I can't talk about it. <laughs> it means nothing to Matt and Clover. They're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> we don't want to hear about anyone transitioning right now. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, um, Kermit Loves Bacon says, Connecticut has major issues counting actual COVID deaths, uh, padding the numbers, looking for uh, federal payday. Um, yeah, but, you know, we force these. That's the issue. Huh? When, when you tie the number of COVID deaths to how much money you get from the federal government. Mm-hmm. Of, of course. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, the the. The welfare system has got a high amount of high percentage of fraud. The social security disability mm-hmm. system has a high amount of fraud. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. anything with the federal government when you're mm-hmm. talking money. I mean, the fraud is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. JP from Blue Rifle says 14 grand a person. Yeah, it's yes. something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's going to um, you know, increase the numbers. Elon Musk actually talks about that a lot. Mm hmm. Elon Musk, yeah. like if you're in California, you get hit by a buff, they're going to say, oh, COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID. Yeah. And JP is actually a police officer in Connecticut. I need to try to get him to come on. I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to do anything to get him in trouble. So, but uh, there's lots of things going on there that it would be great to be able to talk to him about. Uh, one of them I wonder is what's the rate of infection for police officers? In New York, it's supposed to be pretty high. Yeah. Mm. And then what's the death rate? Uh, off of that, you know, off of uh, like people getting sick and then, and then going to that level, and and how's that affecting these guys? I'd like to know that. Uh, oh, Lola's telling me uh, next Wednesday we're getting JP. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? We've got like a minute left here. So um, let's. How about we go around the clock here and uh, and, and see how the folks out there can support you guys. Uh, Matt is still going, man. He's like a real trooper on that thing. Two hours plus. Oh, yeah, you know we're. Oh, that's how they save your money with uh, hey. with Gunstreamer. Uh, he hooked he hooked it up to their servers, so he's <laughs> powering the power to the servers. Yeah, he got my go. twenty thousand steps in today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, JP says the those numbers are low in Connecticut. Um, okay. So let's do this. Matt, um, I don't know if you want to communicate directly with folks or not out there, but let's say people are looking at this and they have some uh, questions, comments, or whatever. What should they do? Who should they communicate with? Yeah, if you want to contact me through Facebook or Matt at guncritic.com, you could email me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll try to be more active on GunStreamer, but uh, it'll probably be uh in the next month before we really start to make any major changes this month we'll be you know focusing on cut costs getting down in the nitty-gritty how things work but yeah if you want to contact me matt at guncritic.com facebook or um, the gun critic fan page or there's a group for gun critic you can do that too okay all right very good uh let's go over to john john uh how can the folks get in touch with you out there uh, Real John Crump on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Crumpy on Parlor, and Crumpy SS on Twitter. Okay, awesome. You, and or, and John Crump too on YouTube. Okay, all right, all right. And uh, CloverTech, last but not least. Yeah. You know how can the folks uh, keep up with you? Dude, what are you getting uh, up to lately, man? I am everywhere, so just uh, go to CloverTech.com. 
hit up that social media carousel, pick your uh, social media poison and, and follow <laughs> wherever you want to. It's all good. Yeah. Um, as far as what I've got coming up, um, the Fire Friday podcast, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Good mm-hmm. Lord. Um, Jared from Guns. So uh, that'll drop sometime during the day tomorrow. As far as tonight, here in the next couple hours, 11 Eastern, uh, is uh, what we call the Nerd Chat, uh, the After Hours podcast live. Mm-hmm. So jump over there if you've uh, if you're an insomniac and you've got nothing better to do, and we're going to review and promote some different channels you may or may not have heard about. Oh, very cool, very cool. That's a good thing to do there. Um, so let me see here before I, before I end everything. Uh, are we all on Gunstreamer, John? Are you on Gunstreamer? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I got everything. Okay, so John's on Gunstreamer, Clover's on Gunstreamer, I'm on Gunstreamer, lots of good people out there in Gunstreamer, Babyface is on there, uh, Walter's on there. Okay, so uh, go to Gunstreamer, look at something on there, look at whatever you want to, support the platform so that, you know, we uh, keep everything. That's the, that's the main major point <laughs> I want to get out of this whole thing is you guys need to go to Gunstreamer and look at content. Um, by the way, there's there's uh, episodes of this podcast that are not on YouTube and they're on Gunstreamer. Same thing with my YouTube channel, Hank Strange. Lots of videos that are not there, but they're on Gunstreamer. So you uh, you really want to go take advantage of that. You'll find the same thing with CloverTech, same thing with John Crump. I don't know if Matt has, like, walking with Matt on the treadmill or whatever <laughs> on GunStreamer. Hey, you know, one thing that I, I think that I will start doing is try and you know, put a channel together that helps influencers to know how to make money. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody wanted to get started with, you know, an outdoor channel and they wanted to build it up, mm-hmm. I, I think that I'd do something on that. I'd probably be the most use, useful thing I could do to help you guys. Absolutely. That sounds like a good idea. I would like to see that myself. All right, here, I'm going to drop the end on this. There we go. Make sure you guys uh, take the time to subscribe to the channel here. Ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live. We're going to rip out this audio and uh, throw that up on iTunes and other places where you can get your uh, podcasts. Uh, much appreciation out there to Walter Arms for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate you guys. Thanks to Matt from Gun Critics slash Gunstreamer for coming on. Clover Tack and John Crump. Make sure you guys go buy the book. And, uh, and join GOA. Yes, absolutely. Join GOA. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We will see you tomorrow. We're out of here. Who wants the last word? Who wants the- Peace. There you go. Good one. We're out. See ya. Thanks, Hank. You're welcome.